Zymod podcast. This time is number seven and it's called Eating During Christmas. Uh, I'd like to briefly talk about all the foods you're going to eat at Christmas time. Some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to, well, let's hope all of them are bloody delicious. Uh, some of them are going to be good for you. Some of them aren't going to be so good for you. How do we know the difference between what is good, what isn't good, how to uh, minimize the damage that's going to happen over the next week or so of gluttony. Uh, Christmas is a time for indulgence. I just wrote this down before, by the way. Christmas is a time for indulgence. It's not a time for gluttony, but a lot of us, uh, myself included, do tend to end up leaning towards the latter. So knowledge is uh, power. So if we know a little bit more about what we're eating, then we're in a position where we might be able to make a few minor adjustments and perhaps save a kilo or two from uh, ending up on our hips or on our belly or on our ass in three weeks' time, which then we have to figure out how to get rid of. Hi, my name's Pete. Uh, this is See Your Toes again. As I mentioned at the start, this is podcast number seven. I'm really on a roll. It's called Eating During Christmas, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So... As far as Christmas is concerned, let's face it, it is a time for indulgence. It's a time when we do eat a lot of food that a lot of us wouldn't normally eat. I'm, as you probably know, I'm on a low-carb, high-fat diet. It uh, it does me very well. And to be honest, it um, helps my mentalness as well. I don't feel as well. I don't feel depressed these days. I feel pretty bloody good, very positive, um, and nothing gets in my way. Whereas certainly in some years gone by, that hasn't been the case. Uh, so there's a lot that can be said for my diet, which is low carb, high fat. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't really work well at Christmas time or birthdays for that matter. Uh, where most of the foods have got a high carb and certainly a high sugar content. So, main foods to watch out for. I think this is a good place to start. Now, I'm not saying don't eat these because that would be daft. All I'm saying is think about them as you eat them is the best way to say. Now, the first one is chocolates. You know, the box of chocolates, chocolates, or the container of chocolates. They're cheap as chips these days. They used to be expensive, but they're not anymore. And so people buy let's face it, bucket loads of the bloody things. They're lying around all over the house in big bowls. And so you end up grazing on them. You grab a couple now and you drop the wrapper somewhere on the floor or, you know, behind the pot plant. And then a couple more later and then one more and then a couple more. And this is a grazing problem, of course. So one or two chocolates on their own isn't a problem. But but if you if you kind of kept those wrappers and put them to the corner and counted them up afterwards, you may find that there's quite a few of them that you've been grazing on. And so that's the problem with the chocolates. They're pretty calorific. Each chocolate, I think, kind of works out at about 50 calories by memory. So you end up if so if you have, you know, 20, you only have 10 chocolates and there's there's 500 calories. So it adds up really fast. So one thing you can do to minimize the effect is just bear in mind that chocolates, uh, I know it's only, everything I say here is, I'm saying with a grain of salt, 
or tongue-in-cheek if you like, because I know that come Christmas Day, I'll be grazing on chocolates. One of the only reasons I might not be grazing on chocolates is because it'll make my alcoholic drink taste a bit funny. Um, Desserts is a big one. I'll go on about desserts later on, but keep your eye on your desserts because that's a major, major uh, component of sugar. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes and of calories. The third one, which is going to happen um, with your uh, with your Christmas roast, is potatoes. Now, your good old-fashioned white potatoes, um, I've managed to find some from the supermarket that have already been sort of uh, fixed up with duck fat on the outside of them. Any white potatoes are always going to be um, a little bit bad for you because Bear in mind with potatoes that they are highly soluble carbohydrates. So that means that there's not much to them. There's a lot of carbohydrate in a potato. It gets to your stomach and it gets digested really quickly. All of those carbohydrates get converted to sugars and they get into your bloodstream. Not quite as quickly as sugars themselves, but they do still act very quickly on your on your system. So if you have a few potatoes, they will get uh, converted into sugar and get into your bloodstream pretty fast. And that I'll talk about that briefly later, but that's a really bad thing. So if you can minimize your potatoes, if there's pumpkins and, and other veggies on, on uh, available, then go for those. I know my potatoes are going to be bloody delicious, but have a few don't load up your plate. Don't see how many you can fit on your plate because try to find something else to fit on your plate that takes up the space, not potatoes. So there's that one ticked off. Uh, Christmas cake and cakes in general, but Christmas cake, I've bought mine. Either, either the standard Christmas cake with icing on it or your dessert Christmas cake. Both of those are really high in sugars and very high in calories. Um, your Christmas pudding, which is what I've got, I'm calling it a Christmas cake, but it's a Christmas pudding. Um, a serving is going to have about 40 grams of sugar in there, and it's going to be about 330 calories, which is a lot just for a small serving of cake. And it'll be the same with your Christmas cake. So just bear that in mind. Christmas cake isn't something you want to go back for seconds or thirds from, is what I'm saying. Ice cream, we know ice cream isn't good for us. Anything that tastes bloody good isn't good for us. It's as simple as that. Um, that's why broccoli uh, doesn't taste wonderful because it's good for you. So ice cream has got a high sugar content. Uh, the, the cream itself is fine. It's the sugar that's in the ice cream that does the damage. So again, I will have ice cream on my um, on my Christmas pudding. Um, but it will be a good dollop, but again, it's not something I'm going to go back for seconds or thirds. Generally speaking, as far as day-to-day -day activities, when you go out to the restaurant or you go out for your Sunday dinner with the family, try to avoid uh, the dessert because the dessert alone will add between 1,000 and, and 1,500 calories, which is kind of your half of your daily intake of calories um, or more that you're having just with the dessert alone. 
So bear that in mind. A dessert is a great way to get fat. Sugary drinks shouldn't be any news to anybody, but I'm surprised with how many people still don't know that when they have a Coke or a Fanta or a... Um, any of these seven ups or anything like that that's full sugar, uh, not zero sugar, they are chock a block with sugar. So, if you can use the zero sugar alternatives, that will make a massive difference. Sugary drinks really are, have been blamed for the obesity in the world because it's when sugary drinks came onto the market, like Coke and all of these ones. Uh, that was sort of like the start of the obesity epidemic. So bear that in mind. It's sugary drinks alone have have made a huge impact to the world's obesity. Uh, right, dates, figs, glazed cherries, all of these things um, are packed full of sugar. So bear that in mind. Personally, I don't have a problem because I don't like any of those, but a lot of people do. And again, they think, oh, it's healthy, so it's it's natural, it's a date or a fig, it's, it's perfectly healthy, it's good for me, raisins, they are literally packed full of sugar. They've had all of the water dried out of them, and they've, they're just packed with sugar, and they will send you into a sugar spike. Uh, and then the other one, the last one, shouldn't be too, uh, shouldn't be too much of a surprise, which would be biscuits. So... If you plan on munching away on biscuits, again, biscuits are one of those things where you can easily just graze on them. Um, so a biscuit alone isn't going to do any damage. But when it's with all these other foods, and when you go back to one biscuit, then two, and then three, and then four, and then five, um, especially if it's a chocolate biscuit, then that's where your problems are going to lie. So the trick is to enjoy without going overboard, and it's easy to say, but often a lot more difficult to do. If you struggle with self-control, which I do, I, I struggle with self-control, if there's a block of chocolate in the fridge, um, once I've opened that block of chocolate, I struggle to not eat the whole block. And so some people go, oh, I can I can just eat one little row and, and then put the rest back for tomorrow or next week. It's like, yeah, whatever. I can't. Once I've opened up that chocolate and it hits my lips, that's the end of it. And so the best way for me to avoid eating a block of chocolate is to not buy it in the first place. Enjoying it without going overboard is easy to say, um, not so easy to do. Again, though, if it's, a, if it's one or two days of the year, Christmas, Boxing Day, maybe, you know, one or two days either side of that, then it's not the end of the world as long as you understand that what goes in your guts is probably going to end up on your ass or on your belly, depending on you whether you're a woman or a man. And um, it's going to be more work to do uh, when it comes time. And it's also potentially going to make you feel a bit down mentally, emotionally. If you feel down a few days after Christmas, you feel a little bit not happy, even though Santa did you well, um, it could very well be the sugar that you consumed. So bear that in mind. Just try to think about that and say, oh, I do feel a bit down. It is the sugar that did this to me. If I just don't eat any more sugar, um, 
And then over the next few days, try to exercise and stuff. Then over the next few days, I'll get that out of my system and I will feel a whole lot better. And it it works. It works a bloody treat. Um, sugar is a bastard of a thing and people don't realize it because so many people with mental health issues or feeling depressed just think that it's them. How many of you have, including myself, have gone through long periods where you think, this is just me, this is just how I am? And it's not how you are. It's it's because you are literally being, I'm going to sound like a preacher here, but it's because you are literally being drugged by something that is making you feel like that. So we need to get that out of your system. Obviously, Christmas Day isn't the best time to start that. But uh, after Christmas, we've got New Year coming up. We've got all of 2024, and let's make it a whole much, uh, a whole muchly, a much better year as far as brain and emotion is concerned, and body. Right, so that brings me on to the next thing, which is the 2 p.m. crash. Well, it depends on when you had your Christmas dinner. You know, um, say if you eat at, by the time all the cooking is done, maybe you sit down to eat at 2 p.m. I'm thinking about a British, or a, I'm from New Zealand, of course, so a New Zealand um, Christmas dinner would be at sort of early afternoon by the time the cook got his or her act together. And uh, everyone has settled down. So you eat like a Trojan. You eat like a monster at one o'clock uh, until two o'clock. And you, uh, you're pretty full after, after the first course, the main course. And then you go and you have your dessert. And you're feeling a little bit round. It's surprising how much extra food you can get in with dessert that you didn't think you could get in. And... Then you go and sit on the sofa um, and start watching a movie with the kids screaming and running around. And then, um, lo and behold, next thing it's five o'clock because you fell asleep on the sofa. So this is what happens inside your body. So you've eaten all of those um, with your main meal. The main thing you've eaten is the potatoes. Um, maybe the gravy, but probably mainly the tom- uh, the potatoes, which are, like I said earlier, have got lots of carbs in them, So, and those carbs will convert to sugars. Incidentally, when those carbs convert to sugars, the sugar helps your body, it, it makes your body not register, it, it, how do I say this, it overrides the hormone that makes you feel full, so therefore you eat more. That's actually a an inherent genetic thing that's inside us, that sugar will override the hormone that makes you feel full. That's a genetic advantage, or it was 60,000 years ago, not so much now. Uh, 60,000 years ago, it meant that we could eat a whole lot more food in mid to late summer, um, mainly all of those sugar-rich fruits and berries so that we could fatten up for winter and therefore survive winter. So you've got You've got sugar now that you've eaten in the form of the potatoes, and then you've got to dessert, and you've eaten dessert until the cows come home. You've probably eaten with that dessert, you've probably eaten about 1,300 calories, but more importantly, you've probably gouged down between 80 and 100 grams of sugar in those 1,300 calories. And all of that sugar has gone straight through your system into your bloodstream. It has sent your 
blood into a sugar high and you immediately after tea you feel gl- you feel round you're wondering how your stomach can fit all this food in uh, again that's because your body overrode your um, ability to tell you when it was time to stop uh, the sugar did and so the sugar gets into your bloodstream causes a sugar rush you feel great um, you feel on seventh heaven but then uh, your body doesn't like to have these sugar rushes it wants stability it wants everything to be a flat a flat line so your body releases a whole lot of insulin assuming you're not type 2 diabetic your insulin races out grabs all that sugar out of your bloodstream takes it to the liver and converts it to fat hence by the way i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times fat doesn't make you fat sugar makes you fat because that sugar goes to your liver gets converted to fat in your liver and then that fat gets sent off to your fat storage system which might be your bum or your belly or wherever it decides that it wants to put this layer of fat on what's happened though is that the insulin has probably taken way too much sugar out because it doesn't know when to stop it 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 doesn't register so you went to having a stable blood sugar level before you ate to a whopping blood sugar level after you ate the insulin has come out and grabbed all that sugar out of your bloodstream and that leaves you with not enough sugar in your bloodstream that's why you feel really tired uh, a couple of hours after you've eaten and next thing you want to fall asleep on the sofa and there's your afternoon gone um so that's what's happened it's that the reason you're feeling so tired like really tired isn't just because you've had a long day and it's all over it's because your sugar uh, in your bloodstream is at an all-time low and that's your body's response is well i don't have any energy i'm just going to have to fall asleep bear that in mind now alcoholic drinks all of my neighbors are going to probably arrive at about 9 a.m. on Christmas morning, and I'm going to be making a homemade Bucks Fizz, which is a sort of a, a, it's a combination of Prosecco, a shot of Contro, which is orange liqueur, a shot of Contro, and then filled up with orange juice. I've managed to find some zero sugar orange juice, but that makes a hell of a good drink. By 11 o'clock, we're probably all going to be pretty damned merry. And then everyone will drift off back home to um, to their respective houses to sort out dinner. So I'm saying all of that because I'm showing you that I'm, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol because I will be, and it would be somewhat um, hypocritical of me to say anything else. The important thing is here, there are certain drinks that are much better as far as sugar and and. Uh, calories and getting fat than others prosecco and lager are actually not bad they don't have a great deal of sugar value to them so as far as 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 putting weight on from drinking and again this isn't if you're drinking uh, a six pack a night but if you're drinking it every now and again then prosecco and lager are actually not bad cask ales uh the thick ales are a different story because they've got a lot higher sugar content a lot of the time um and then you got your liqueurs which is where i go wrong with my drink because i got contro in there which is going to be a very sugary drink and those liqueurs are going to be high in sugars what happens there 
is that with the alcoholic drinks, you've got a twofold, you know, you've got a double kick because you've got the calories that are in there from the sugar, but you've also got the alcohol itself, which is quite calorific. So if you drink lots of alcohol, then the alcohol in the in the alcoholic drink is going to have an effect and the sugar in the alcoholic drink is going to have an effect. So it ends up being a double whammy. So, you know, it's Christmas. And same with New Year, I'm not going to be holding back. But again, you just have to bear that in mind with how it's going to affect you. Um, zero sugar drinks are great, of course. If you can add any drinks that you've got and, and get the zero sugar ones, like the Diet Coke or the Pepsi Max and all of those other ones, they're going to be a hell of a lot better for your, um, your sugar intake than their standard ones. So... In summary, what I would like you to at least think about, not necessarily do, but at least bear in mind, number one, not too many roast potatoes. Number two, keep an eye on the chocolates, uh, especially your grazing techniques on the chocolates. Number three, minimize your dessert size, reducing sugar intake. Uh, with highly soluble carbs, just to list them out, this is an, uh, another discussion for another day, but potatoes, white rice, pasta, white bread, white buns, cakes, biscuits, sweets and chocolates, and full sugar drinks are all things that have a lot of sugar in them, or they have carbohydrates that can be very easily digested in your stomach to become high in sugar. So bear that in mind. So the moral of the story is, yes, eat, eat well, enjoy, drink well, but just bear in mind that tomorrow is another day, and if you can start off tomorrow without as much fat on your bum and belly, then that's a good thing, because it means that when it does come time to have to buckle down again, you'll have less. It's easy to say, oh, look, it doesn't matter, I'll just lose it later, but if you're already 10 kilos or 20 pounds overweight, and you're going to add another three kilos, six pounds over the next few days or over the sort of the summer, oh, sorry, wrong continent, winter, then that's another three kilos to have to get rid of. So why make it even harder for yourself? And you'll end up feeling like shit before, like I said before, because of your mentality, the way you feel emotionally. So bear that in mind. Um, be good happy enjoy your christmas break i hope you uh i hope santa is nice to you and um stay well thank you very much bye bye